isn't getting what we don't deserve and mercy is not getting what we deserve. So in my second verse, I have Revelation 6.11. Then a white robe was given to each of them, and it was said to them that they should visit, rest, sorry, I can't read my own handwriting, <laughs> a little while longer. This is talking about um, the martyrs. Um, they were to rest until, until the time, right? Um, and then in verse 3, I have for you guys in Revelation 19.8. And to her, speaking of the church, it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright, for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. Here we see righteous and acts together. So we know that um, his grace alone is what enters us into heaven. There's nothing we can do. The only thing we do is putting our trust in Jesus Christ as our Savior, right? And on top of that, I believe any, any reward we receive is added unto us. I have a 1 Corinthians for you guys, 3, 8 through 15, is that right? Sorry. So then neither he who plants is anything, this is a long one, so bear with me, sorry, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Now he who plants and he who waters are one, and each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor, for we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, you are God's building, according to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder. I have laid the foundation, and another builds on it. But let each one take heed of how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid by, by Jesus Christ. Now if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear. For the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire, and fire will test each one's work by what sort it is. If anyone's work which has built, he's built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself, of course, will be saved, yet so as through the fire. So here again we see Jesus telling us that he has a reward for us, according to our work, on top of eternal life, right? For his followers, so what are we called to do exactly while we await his return? First and foremost, we must, must tell others about his kingdom and how to be saved. And remember, it's not our job to convict. I kind of feel like when I tell people about Jesus, I'm like, why didn't they, you know, accept him already? Like, what's going on? <laughs> but that's not my job. Our job is just to tell them the message. It's the Holy Spirit's job to convict. And it, for me, it takes a lot of pressure off because I feel like if I've done my part, then that's my part. That's the role I played in laying the foundation, right? So just tell people about what God did for you. Testimonies are a great witnessing tool. Um, and we know that Jesus is coming soon, so we should be living every day like it's our last. I didn't put it on here, but I want to talk about, I believe that we're living in the time of the parables of the virgins with the oil and the servants with the talents. Um, I'll let that read that read. You guys can read that on your own if you want. It's in Matthew 25. Um, I know I want to have plenty of oil and do the work of my Father in heaven with the talents, gifts, wealth, and health that he so graciously gave me. Uh, we must be faithful in the small things to then be trusted with the big things. I think that's a really important thing. I, I tell you this by no means in order to discourage you or make you feel guilty in any way. That's not what we're called to be. We're not called to feel guilty. We're not called to regret our past. We're living for today and tomorrow. Um, every day is, is new, and his mercies are always new. Amen. Uh, because what we've done in the past, it doesn't matter. It's what we do with today. Sorry if I repeat myself. 
because I know when I am face to feet with Jesus, my Lord and Savior, the only thing I want to hear is, well done, good and faithful servant. So every day I like to pray and, and, and ask God, what do you want me to do today? And if it's something like somebody asks me something, oh, I don't want to be like, oh, not that, you know, somebody else can do that. You know what I mean? Like when you're a leader, when you're called to lead people to Christ, you're called to do the small things. You're called to have a servant's heart. Jesus was the a most amazing example of kindness and servitude that we will ever see. And there was no other one that was greater than, than him in that regard. And so it's just, it's a blessing to me to be able to serve one, someone in any way that I can. And that's counted, you know, as righteousness to me. And because of the ceremony going on, I wanted to read um, in 1 Corinthians 13, because I think it's very fitting. Um, so I have uh, for you guys 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through like the first part of 8. I'll cut it off. <laughs> and it's long too, but I think it's so good. Though I speak with the tongues of men and angels, but have not love, have I become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And then the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge. And though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It's not puffed up. It does not behave rudely. It does not seek its own. It's not provoked. It thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. And that's what I got for you guys. Nice, <laughs> nice and short. Thank you. Thank you.